welcome through politics and conscience, an ICLN Academy series on how to navigate the modern challenges of public office. This is Christian Altin von Kershaw, and today, in episode one, we will discuss what is conscience. According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, conscience is defined as follows. A judgment of reason. That is, a judgment of reason. And this judgment of reason allows us to determine whether something is right or wrong, good or evil. It is knowing. Our conscience is the moral compass of life. It should determine our actions, or lack thereof. Our conscience is our guide. Conscience allows us to hear the voice of God, our Creator, and to recognize the truth of what it means to be human. The conscience is the human being's innermost source of direction and does not depend on feelings, on opinions, or on majorities. And I think it's very important to realize that. Our conscience does not depend on feelings, on opinions, and on majorities. To put it in other words, our conscience cannot be defined by what is the majority opinion in society. This means that for those called to serve in public office, that nothing is more important in their daily duties and responsibilities than to follow the dictates of their own conscience, no matter what the party whip, the majority, or the media say or scream. As Pope Benedict XVI remarked in his well-known lecture, or better to say speech, at the German Parliament in Berlin in September 2011, to serve right and to fight against the dominion of wrong is and remains the fundamental task of the politician. Let me repeat that. To serve right and to fight against the dominion of wrong is and remains the fundamental task of the politician. But Benedict goes on to say more on this topic. He says, For most of the matters that need to be regulated by law, the support of the majority can serve as a sufficient criterion. Yet, it is evident that for the fundamental issues of law, in which the dignity of man and of humanity is at stake, the majority principle is not enough. Everyone in a position of responsibility must personally seek and personally seek out the criteria 
between follow and framing laws. Now, because this is a long quote, let's repeat it. For most of the matters that need to be regulated by law, the support of the majority can serve as a sufficient criterion. Yet, it is evident that for the fundamental issues of law, in which the dignity of man and of humanity is at stake, the majority principle is not enough. Everyone in a position of responsibility must personally seek out the criteria to be followed when framing laws. End of quote. Here Benedict does away with a common misunderstanding, or better to say, a common misrepresentation, also often quoted by Christians in politics, claiming that our conscience is merely a private affair and therefore of no consequence in public office that we should not impose our views on other people, especially as politicians. All these often heard assumptions are wrong, because they reject the fundamental human quality, or ignore it, that we have the capability to discern right from wrong, good from evil, and that we are required, especially when calling ourselves Christians, to act according to this discernment. That is true freedom, to be able to choose to do good and reject evil, as St. John Paul II used to say. True freedom is the ability to choose to do good and thus also to reject evil. Doug Hammarskjöld, who was the second Secretary General of the United Nations in a time of much conflict and upheaval at the height of the Cold War, was very adamant about this, this topic of his conscience and the principles of life based on it. He said, to negotiate with someone never meant to me I had to like him or approve of him, much less that I was willing to sell out my principles. And he goes on to say, he says, the need to have courage to defend what is our conviction even when you are facing the threats of powerful opponents. Hammarskjöld was speaking from experience here, dealing as he had to do with great powers, especially at the time the Soviet Union. Yet he calls this adherence to one's principles, rooted in our conscience, especially in moments of difficulty, a source of inner security that gives us self-respect for our shelter, as he calls it. This shelter, then, 
is where our God-given conscience resides, and that should always be the center of our operations, our war room. But this shelter is utterly useless and easily overrun when our conscience is not daily being educated and being formed. We will discuss this in the next episode.